Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Well, how the heck are you? I'm good. How was your weekend? Uh, Pretty good. Pretty um, busy, but but good. Fine. Good. I was going to go out yesterday, but I forgot my stupid passport. <laughs> oh, well, you didn't have your phone on you? You know what? I totally forgot that it was in my phone. I was thinking I needed it because I usually keep it in the breast pocket of my jacket. I just had a different jacket on yesterday. So I happened to be uh, near my dad's place and I texted him and said, hey, let's go for a beer. Met him in the parking lot and I realized, ah, shit, I've got a different jacket. Okay, forget it. Let's just go back to your place. (laughs) Really? I just use my phone. I didn't even touch anything else. I'm just like, it's all on my phone. Here it is. Boom. Mind you, I was at a... I was at a, a hall, and you know what? I'm not even. I'm not going to point fingers or name names, but I will tell you, I was not even. I was at a tight quarters. It was a celebration of life. There were definitely more than fifty. I think there were seventy five of us in one room. They didn't even ask for any proof of vax. Okay, I'm hearing that from more and more people these days. I was kind of surprised because I was like waiting for it, and I was like, "Is anyone going to chat? Nobody cares. Okay, nobody cares. Cool, 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 cool." So again, I don't want to call anyone out because I'm sure it's happening all over the place. And I personally, I don't even, I don't even fucking care. I don't. I'm at the point where I don't care. But it just surprised me because I'm pretty sure the establishment could get in trouble for that. No. Yeah, I they they definitely could. And it's amazing to me how many people will DM me and say, hey, just so you know, I was at such and such and they didn't ask for my my vaccine certificate. Right. It's happening a lot. And I'm not yeah. quite sure why. Maybe the staff are just too busy or they think, eh, screw it. I don't need to do it. Yeah. I don't think they're necessarily yeah. trying to break the law. Maybe they don't understand that they need to do that. I don't no, know. No, they must understand, uh, well, right? I don't know. And then I got confused and I thought maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe you don't need proof of vax to be here because it is a celebration of life. Maybe there's maybe there's different rules for that. I, I don't know. And maybe like trace uh, contacting, for example, like I didn't give any info, but that said the organizer has info. So maybe they did things perfectly legit and I'm not sure, but it seemed weird. I'll tell you, Scott, that was my very first event. Mask off, by the way. Indoor, mask off, seeing people. Uh, that many people in one area, it was, it was, it was weird. It was kind of weird. You know, it was, it was Mm -hmm. nice in a way. It was a lot of my family and, and close family friends that I hadn't seen in a long time, regardless of COVID. But it was also so strange to just be like bumping elbows with people again. Like it was like, it was like nothing happened. You could, I mean, there were people that were very cautious and the older people in attendance that were very, that were being a little more careful than others, understandably. But it was so weird. It was my first experience. Like, I haven't been to a wedding yet. I haven't done any of that. This was the first time. So it was it was a strange experience. 636 new cases yesterday. That's a very high number for a Sunday. Are we in a fifth wave now? Is this the fifth wave? Because three days in a row, the numbers have been over 500. Yesterday, they were over 600. We were told that as the weather gets colder and more people go indoors that those numbers would climb, and sure enough, they are. Is yeah. that something to worry about? Or should we say, you know what, <laughs> fuck it. We've got 85% vaccinated yeah. as of today. It doesn't yeah. matter. I want to lean more toward that. Now, that said, I don't even, you know, we both, I think, hate the projection shit. We hate it. So I'm not sure what they were projecting that might happen, but we all know as you move indoors, shit flies around a little bit more. Colds, flus, Yes, COVID's included in that. So I think it's to be expected. I'm not sure if this amount was to be expected at this point. 
But I don't think there's any going back. So I don't think people should be too worried about that. Um, they may end up bringing numbers down a little bit more, if anything. But I don't even see that happening, Scott. And I, I do like to think more along the lines of, okay, 85%. That's great. Let's just live our lives. You know, let's do it. And if it's if it's not in your comfort zone, you don't do it. Stick to those rules, and and everything should be okay. I, I still worry for the schools. We don't have shots in arms under 12 yet. We'll start to get that in soon, I'm sure. And once we do, maybe it will make us more comfortable for the school year. That's the only, like, rocky thing there. Otherwise... Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Personally, so I think that's where I, I think that's where the cases are coming from right now. Anyway, it's the, the yeah, most logical place is sure. that they are coming from schools. So we'll wait and see what Health Canada does with the vaccine for kids. There's no way they're not going to approve it. They do everything uh, very predictably, and it'll probably be in the next few weeks. They'll be injecting kids before December, so later on this month. But one thing I will say about the vaccines is everything you need to know about them. You can easily access through Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, who apparently lied about his COVID vaccination status or misrepresented his status by claiming he'd been vaccinated, but not necessarily against COVID. It was kind of a weird way to spin it. But here's a little bit of Aaron Rodgers. The right or whatever is going to champion me and the left is going to cancel me and I'm I don't give a shit about either of them. Politics is a total sham. I'm not going to go on Fox News like I wouldn't go on CNN. I have zero desire to do any of that. The only desire I have is to empower people to take autonomy over their body in all forms and facets. Okay. I, I certainly understand that, albeit it, it, it's a difficult thing to do for a lot of people. They'd love to say, I don't want the vax, but for whatever reason, they have to get it because it's been made impossible to live without it. You lose your job, you lose your your house, you lose everything if you don't get the shot. But Aaron's financially independent, fairly smart guy. I thought we all agreed when we watched him host Jeopardy for a couple of weeks there. Why do they discount him right away just because he's not vaccinated? Because it seems exactly like he predicted. The left will cancel me, the right will celebrate me. And he said he doesn't care what anybody thinks. I'd give Aaron Rodgers some advice. It would have been nice if he'd have just come to the Naval Academy and learned how to be honest. Yeah. Learned, learned not to lie, because that's what you did, Aaron. You lied to everyone. I understand immunized. What you were doing was taking stuff that would keep you from getting COVID-19. You got COVID-19. Ivermectin is a cattle dewormer. Sorry, folks. That's what it is. We are a divided nation politically. We're a divided nation on the COVID-19, whether or not to take the vaccine. And unfortunately, we've got players that pretty much think only about themselves. And I'm extremely disappointed in the actions of Aaron Rodgers. It's interesting. I'm glad that's what he needs to stick to. You need to stick to that then. Don't care what anybody thinks. And yeah, I mean, sure, he could say that he just missed. He didn't really give us the full truth. I don't know what you want to call that. But he definitely made it seem as though he was. Sure. And I also wonder, though, if you do go back to the Jeopardy thing, okay, go back there. Did they not require that? I suppose maybe at the time they didn't require that. I'm guessing at the time they didn't. They probably just did rapid tests for all the contestants who were going to be on stage and stuff like that. Uh, Either way, he's made a choice, and and that choice is up to him. I mean, if, if the team says you know what, you're still one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but we just don't want you around if you're not going to take the shot. Then, yeah, I guess they could let him go. The The players union and the NFL themselves will support that. 
But I, I have a feeling that when you've got a good one, you don't want to let him go. It's not like premier quarterbacks are just floating around at Target. Right. So right. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But as more and more athletes lead the charge on proclaiming that they're not vaccinated unapologetically, uh, that's probably going to empower more people. So the whole thing is very volatile. I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah. But either way, today's a day of good news. After 20 months, the world's longest undefended border reopens between Canada and the USA. Dun, 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 dun. Are you going to head over there anytime soon? I'd love to. There's a number of trips that I've had to cancel over the past 20 months that frustrated the shit out of me. Now that it's open, I don't really have any reason to go down there. I kind of did everything I needed to do remotely. Unfortunately, I did. But, you know, what bothers me now is just the total lack of common sense. We're going to spend millions and millions of taxpayer dollars and waste those border guards' time 24-7 so that the government can say they did something. Uh, Justin was in a bit of a catch-22. If he took the testing requirement off, people would say, oh, how dare you let people in without a test? We got to test people. And the doctors would be all over him because doctors love tests. Or he could just keep it in and piss everyone off. (laughs) And that's what he's doing. There's two ways that you can go down to the States right now over the land borders. You can go down and go into the States, no problem. The U.S. is letting us in, basically no questions asked. It's just like it used to be. But when you come back, you get two choices. Either give us a negative test or pay a $6,000 fine and quarantine for two weeks. Even if you're fully vaccinated. Another example of, I don't really think even the government thinks the vaccine works all that well. If that's the case, if that's the case, I get it. All right. The, the vaxes aren't as good as we thought they were. So everybody has to get a test. But if you believe in the vaccines, which all indicators are that they do, I don't understand why this test would be required specifically because we're not talking. You pull up to the border guard, you do a quick spit on this piece of paper and there's your instant rapid result tests negative. Come on in. This is a PCR test, the expensive one, and they're allowing you to do it here before you leave. So the example that I use, and I think it, it really puts into perspective how crazy this is, is you're going to a Bills game on Sunday. Okay, Thursday, you march down to your local testing clinic or hospital and get your test. You'll probably get your results on Friday or Saturday, maybe even Sunday. You'll get those test results back. So you're tested. On Thursday, you live your life between Thursday and Sunday. Sunday, you cross the border, go to a football game. You do all your Bill's Mafia shit and throw people (laughs) through tables and drink a whole bunch of beers. Maybe it's yours. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Then you come home. Yeah. And and all of us are supposed to sleep easy knowing that, yeah, they got tested, though. They didn't bring COVID in here. Can we actually say, though, they didn't bring COVID here? Because the test was done on Thursday. Right. Well, I mean, technicalities, technicalities, you know, (laughs) it's one step closer. And and there were a lot of, by the way, there were a lot of those kinds of technicalities you could have got around anyway, previous to this, when we're talking about air travel. Mm -hmm. So that's been around this entire time, the the last 20 months anyway, there's been technicalities around that going from country to country. And and every country is different and every, 
requirement is different, but there's always been ways of looped holes and things like that, and that's been one of them. I say this is good. This is positive. And, uh, and I mean, hopefully it doesn't increase numbers. I don't see it happening, though, Scott. I really don't. Yeah, I'm glad the, the borders reopened. There was no reason to have it closed as long as it was. Not to us, anyway. I get that the Americans didn't want to have to tell Mexico, Canada's fine, but you guys can fuck off. Mm-hmm. I get it. They don't want to do that, but they should have done that. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Open the goddamn border. So I'm glad that it's open. It's just a real inconvenient money grab to have to get these tests. And by the way, if you don't get tested here or you just have to cross the border for a last minute thing and didn't have time to make an appointment and go get tested, you can get one down there. There's a lot of pharmacies and private clinics that'll do tests. They'll even do a rapid test. You can get a rapid PCR test. It's 165 bucks US. Yeah. And that's cheaper than the $6,000 fine, but fuck $165 US. I got to pay over 200 bucks to get back into my own country. The whole thing's going to be expensive if you do it that way. Anyway, I mean, if you're, if you're heading there anyway, you're not depending on what you're doing, I suppose, but if you're doing it for pleasure, which I would assume most people are, whether that means you're visiting friends, family, you're going shopping, you're doing it for pleasure. You've got the money to spare then you're probably going to do it that way anyway. Because you're like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to spend like $300, $400 here at the mall. I'm going to go out for dinner. and then, Yeah, fuck it. Just add a PCR test in there. Let's go. Might as well. Yeah. Okay, a couple other things here. Number one, um, let's talk about your dishwasher for a second. I never even thought of this. It never even crossed my mind until I read this this morning. But as it turns out, not everybody uses their dishwasher specifically for washing dishes you have a dishwasher i assume you use you have young kids you probably use yours a lot right yeah i mean i never used to when it was just my husband and i we rarely used it um but we did use it for things other than dishes before i have done that before so it surprises me when other people are surprised and i do recommend it for certain items five percent of us have a dishwasher but don't use it and another five percent say they primarily use their dishwasher for non-dishwashing activities. That could include anything from drying the dishes that you washed by hand. You just set them in the dishwasher to dry. That's weird to me. <laughs> it's a drying rack, but it's your dishwasher? That is kind of funny. It's closed. There's no air circulation. <laughs> what, do you leave the door open? You leave I, the I, door open. I mean, it's not. that's not a terrible idea, actually. Another 5% use it as an overflow cupboard for kitchen utensils and appliances. Well, I got that air fryer, and I don't really want it on the counter, and there's no cupboard space, so I just stick it in the dishwasher. (laughs) Where do you put the roasting pan in between turkey cooking occasions? Stick it in the dishwasher. People are using it like an extra cupboard. (laughs) All right. As long as you don't put something weird in there and then forget about it and turn the dishwasher on, and then it ruins it. Then who cares? Uh, Okay, but there's... I think this came from TikTok, but I'm not 100% sure... A lot of people are experimenting with cooking things in the dishwasher because your dishwasher does get quite hot. And people have noticed that if you put the right container in there, you could, in theory, cook something. One person made salmon and they said it was restaurant quality salmon that they cooked in the dishwasher. Oh, that just seems so weird. Another person made lasagna. Fuck is going on here? You can't cook a lasagna in the dishwasher. Yes, even if it's covered, you've covered, you've got the... Those airtight containers. You don't cook a lasagna in the dishwasher. Now, you put this in the oven? You don't put it in the oven. No, you don't. 
Now, and listen. I'll tell you what you do put it in. The dishwasher. We cooked exactly that meal in this dishwasher on the full cycle, mind you. Now, on the full cycle. The water and... Uh... Everything. Yeah, no rinse. No rinse. No. And no soap. But the drying and But all everything. Things. The whole bit. What would even make you think that's a good idea? Oh, the cheese melted. Fuck off. It doesn't matter if the cheese melted. That's not the point. People have said it's actually good. Yeah. We talked about this on the radio today. Honest to God, people were saying, yeah, yeah, you should try it. No, no, I don't think I need to try that. I'm pretty sure we don't need to try that. But if you have, no doubt, you've probably experienced various levels of success. Uh, President Biden back in the news. And this has a royal connection. You'll recall that he was over at the COP26 Environmental Conference in Scotland. By the way, do you know that thing's on again all this week? Oh, that's a long conference. Don't these people have jobs? How do you take two weeks off to fuck off to Scotland for an environmental conference? That's questionable. In any case, it is still on, but the president and, and Prime Minister Trudeau, they've already left. They're not there anymore. They go in, they do their speech, and then they bail. Now we're learning that not only did Joe Biden... Sleepy Joe, if you will, fall asleep during one of the speeches. And he was out, too. He was out cold. Apparently, he was having a fairly animated conversation with the wife of Prince Charles, Camilla Parker Bowles. And he farted. Like, I don't just mean he farted. It was a rip. A source close to the president says he let one rip during their chat. And it was, and I quote, a healthy one. That was me, folks. It was long and loud and impossible to ignore. And Camilla hasn't stopped talking about it. That was me, folks. Yeah. If you're having a conversation with somebody, maybe it's a, on a professional level. One of uh, your colleagues at work. You're having a conversation with them and then like nothing happened. You hear that air slapping out their butt cheeks and then that's it. End of the conversation. You got to go fucking tell somebody, don't you? She probably ran right back to Charles and said, you won't fucking believe what Joe did. In part to tell someone, in part to get away from whatever's going to, whatever stench is going to come out of that. (laughs) Seriously. Now, in all fairness, Biden is going to be 79 years old in two weeks, just shy of 80. Ah, Sometimes you don't have as much control as you used to. But dude, she's married to the future king of England and you just fucking unapologetically let one rip like apparently it was like a loud one wow does joe just do that does he walk around the white house letting those things fly <laughs> is that does everybody know oh fuck here comes joe yeah well, he's hey, a farter. when you do get to a certain i mean you said it it's he's, he's older um isn't it kind of is it just to be expected is that kind of how it works i guess i don't you know when i'm old i'm gonna be a dick about that sort of stuff i'll fart wherever i want i'll <laughs> I'll drink before 11. Like, all the rules are gone when you reach a certain age. But Joe's the president of the United States, and she is the equivalent of a future queen of England. So I don't know. I mean, maybe just hold it in a little bit, Joe. Just a little bit. What if he didn't know? What if he probably didn't even realize? You think his asshole is that loose that he didn't know a big, loud fart was coming out? He had no fucking idea it happened. Like, he just probably, it happened, and then he just was like, well, that's a weird smell. And he, really, he did it. Like yeah, that was him. smell. Like that is that smells like my brand. Like yeah, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was you. 
Ashley Madison is a semi-regular guest on the podcast. That is the website where you go and sign up if you're interested in meeting someone else who's in a relationship and you just want an affair. Something on the side. Well, from tracking the new registrations that they get every month, they put together a couple times a year a list that they say tells where the most people are cheating. The fall list, the cuffing season list is out, Cat. Mm. And once again, St. John's, Newfoundland is the number one city for signups to Ashley Madison. Is it popular they misunderstood? Maybe they thought, like, if you sign up, you can date Ashley Madison. They didn't get it, you know, but it's a hookup site for other people. I always wonder that about it. And the amount of people that you would feel like would be nervous to sign up. And you look at these numbers and you're like, really? That many people did? And I wonder that too. Maybe they think it's an average dating site. Because when you go on, do they automatically say, hey, you have to be married or in a relationship to enter? No. I, I doubt it. Like, an account's an account. They're not going to, like, ban people from setting up an account. How do you know that they're telling the truth anyway? True. St. John's was number one, followed by Edmonton and Kelowna was number three. Okay. In Ontario, the number one city for new signups on Ashley Madison was Kingston, Ontario, followed by London, Ontario, and then Guelph. (laughs) Guelph's actually an interesting one because Guelph shot up eight spots year over year. You know what I attribute it to? What? No kidding. No bullshit. What? Money. Security. Oh. I think that a lot of those uh, homeowners in Guelph have seen the value of their home appreciate very, very, very rapidly. You went from a $700,000 house to a $1.1 million one. You got a little bit of money in the bank. You got a little swag, a little confidence. And maybe that's what drives people there. You think so? I think money has to do in so many different ways Hmm. with the affairs that people are having. Uh, Guelph is there, followed by Fredericton, then Barry made the top 10, Saskatoon, Calgary, Kitchener, Ontario, Regina, Vancouver, St. Catharines, Windsor, Victoria, Winnipeg, Abbotsford, and then two more Ontario cities, Oshawa and Hamilton. Nine out of the top 20 are in Ontario. That's got to be encouraging shit if you're yeah. a cheater, right? Like, oh, fuck, yeah, fresh meat coming on the site soon. Look at all this. <laughs> Fresh meat. <laughs> I have fucked everybody on this site. I need somebody new. Yeah, I mean, if you're all from the same area, too, yeah, it's like double. Oh, right, you're right around the corner. It's fucking convenient for me. That's great. <laughs> I think I can squeeze you in between my 215 and my 130. If you, <laughs> if, if you show up ready to go, we can do that. Have you ever dated someone who wanted to cook for you oh. outside of your husband? I mean, when you're dating, they say, you know what? I'm going to surprise you with a great meal. Yeah, but it wasn't a great meal, but yes. That's the problem. Gawker (laughs) put out a whole article on this about why, when you're dating someone, don't rush in to having them over and making them a meal. They say you should be waiting until the sixth date before you cook for them. They say a lot of things could go wrong if someone you're just getting to know is cooking for you. They might be a bad cook. Their kitchen could be dirty. They might not know how to wash dishes correctly. And you don't know if you actually like them yet, but they are trying really hard to impress you. So, you gotta lie 
or you got to sit through food you don't like. Ooh, yeah. You got to lose your picky attitude or whatever it is that you don't like about whatever dinner gets served to you. Too much can go wrong. I don't know. I feel like if any time I've ever cooked for a woman, that goes over pretty well for me. Good, good. Have you ever done that on the first date, though? No, you know, I'm, I mean, I've had people over and every relationship begins with a first date. I'm trying to think if we've ever, if I've ever had somebody at my place the first time we got together. And I don't think so. I think I usually meet them in public before I bring them back and introduce them to the cat. I think that's pretty common. There's a few things. Okay. I, you, we've talked about first date stuff before and every single time I'll say it first date, make it quick. You know, get to know the person over a drink or a cup of coffee, unless you already know them and you're trying out the let's go from friends to relationship. That's the only asterisk on that. Otherwise, keep it quick. But then if you get to the point where you are inviting them over, there's always things to think about. And you figure most people, it shocks me, Scott, because you figure most people be like, okay, they're coming over to my house. Hey, let's look around. Is it clean? Let's clean. Let's make sure that we get the stuff tidied up. Let's make sure that the kitchen's prepped. Um, welcoming, does it smell nice in here? All of those things, right? I mean, you go through that list when you host people, right? Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. got to make sure everything's perfect. You're it's not just cooking a meal. Your entire home needs to be done up to the nines. But how many times have we heard of people walking into a place? And it just surprises me. And look, I'm not one to judge if you're, uh, maybe it's a little, a little messy, you know, where there's some things out of sorts. Okay. But some people just have a straight up fucking sty and they invite people into it. That is a turnoff. So when you're do- when you're talking about a date, a lot can go wrong. A, you could be walking into a mess to begin with uh, and all the things that go along with that, right? Maybe it's a bathroom situation that's gross. Maybe it's the person's hygiene or something. You get to know that about the person. Maybe, and then you get into the kitchen and you think, I wouldn't mind someone who's a little adventurous. And the next thing you know, they're popping open a fucking Delicio pizza and putting that <laughs> in the oven. And you're going, wait a minute, I thought you said you were cooking for me. And that's their version of cooking for me. And I'm not judging, Okay. Delicio's great, quick and easy. I'm not judging because there are some people who are oven food people and that's fine. I, in fact, am a very basic cook. I am not the type to do all of the chopping and the things every single meal. It just doesn't happen. Once a week I do that and I prep for the entire week. So that I get. But if you're inviting someone over telling them you're going to cook for them and then you bring out a fucking party pack from M&M and you got like... Look, I made pot stickers. <laughs> you got, made them myself. You're serving Tostitos out of the bag with a, <laughs> <laughs> with a jar of salsa cracked open beside it. Like There's ju- scoops. You, know, you just reach in and then you've got a big mouthful of salsa. <laughs> there's, there's scoops. There's just things. Anyway, there's a lot of little things that could add up and could go wrong there. It is important to be yourself. Absolutely. Maybe you want someone who's easy breezy like that. And, and maybe it'll work out. But just keep in mind, don't make it seem like you're going to impress someone. And then your place is a fucking mess. You can't cook for shit. And, you know, you're not prepared for the person at all. Because there's a good chance they're going to get the fuck out of there and never come back. It's true. Imagine you meet the perfect person for you. The person of your dreams. The person you've been waiting for all your life. And they invite you over and they're going to cook you a meal and Oh, this is it. You think you're getting ready to drop the L-bomb. And then you find out they have sticky countertops and it's all fucking over. <laughs> sticky countertops. My then you find are out always fucking sticky. <laughs> they drink rosé and it's all over with from there. Shut up. <laughs> uh, quickly here before we wrap it up. What happened at the Travis Scott concert never, ever, ever should have happened. Mm-hmm. And I am very curious to see what comes of this because 
I mean, I've heard it was a stampede and I've heard there were people actively trying to inject strangers with drugs. And I don't know what the truth is there, but both of those are fucked up, Kat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the police, by the way, did confirm that somebody, at least one person, and we believe it was a security guard, uh, but one person was inoculated on their neck with a substance. Um, thankfully, there was a ton of uh, naloxone available, which was great, and that helped a lot of people. It wasn't even the drugs that mainly killed people, though. I mean, we had eight people dead. Uh, it's a whole other topic to talk about, and I know we don't have a ton of time here, but a 14-year-old died who was basically crushed to death in this, and a 10-year-old is in critical condition. Who in the f- Why in the fuck is there a 10-year-old? At Travis Scott's Astroworld Festival... Did the 10-year-old sneak in? I mean, I, I guess you didn't need ID to, to go in there. Maybe it wasn't a 21-plus or an 18-plus event. I don't know. I didn't read up on that. All I know is 10-year-olds shouldn't be at that fucking place to begin with. And now we have one in critical condition because they're obviously so tiny. They couldn't get out. Um, there's uh, seizures that were taking place. And, yes, some of it might have been drug use. It, it's seriously so fucked up. Police are still trying to figure out and sort out what's what, who's who, and what exactly went down. The investigation continues, so we will keep you updated. I'm sure by tomorrow's podcast, we're going to learn a whole lot more. Travis Scott has apologized to his fans. A lot of people pissed at him because he continued to sing on, even though he looked over and saw that there was something going on. Someone was being resuscitated right in front of him, and it looked as though he could see it. He kept singing. Twice in the past, he's been in trouble for actually encouraging fans to do shit like this. Not that we're saying that happened this time around, but it's not a good look. He's being sued along with Drake and Live Nation. So there's a lot There's a lot at play when it comes to Travis Scott's Astroworld from over the weekend. Travis Scott's also set to perform somewhere else in Vegas on Saturday, and apparently he might not be doing that anymore. The organizers apparently want to wash their hands of that completely. So, again, there's a lot to unpack with that, and we'll, we'll continue to update you guys this week for sure. You know, my fans, my fans really mean the world to me, and... I always just really want to leave them with a positive experience. And any time I can make out, you know, anything that's going on, you know, I, you know, I stop the show and, you know, help them get the help they need. I could just never imagine the severity of the situation. The absolute last place I would want to be right now is at a Travis Scott concert. Not after what just happened. I mean, it's horrible. The amount of people that are dead and injured because of this. But again, was are all of the people that are dead because of being trampled by others mm. because that's fucked up too yeah or were there more people that got that needle in the neck and where did that even come from because that freaks me out okay well that's a whole other thing because it didn't start off very well to either scott because they rushed the the front gates there was a huge group of people keep in mind this is fifty thousand people in total that were there at the time this happened a large amount of them rushed the gates when the when the gates opened and went through a faulty system, which was the VIP section. So there were no bags checked at that point. Thousands of people seen. I mean, you can see it on video. On Twitter, it's everywhere at scottandcat.ca. If you guys want, discretion's advised. There's people being resuscitated. And I'm pretty sure some of those people might have ended up uh, as the deceased. So keep that in mind, guys. It's not easy to, to watch. But if you're curious what went down, in order, it was the gate. They continued on, even though security knew, ah, we couldn't check any of those people. Could there have been drugs? Yeah. Now, it wouldn't be the first time someone snuck in drugs through gates if they were done through the gate. We all know that happens at festivals. But, I mean, putting a needle in someone's neck, what the fuck? It's it's just, it's it's crazy. It's, it's enough to make you not want to go. And there are even people who are fans of Travis Scott that are pissed at him over this. Um, they saw people die right in front of them. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. And on that, we will say... 
ended on, oh, it's horrible. Lots it of dead is. people. Have terrible. a great day. All right. Well, <laughs> hopefully you're not going to Astro World, and we wish you all the best today, guys. Catch you tomorrow. Well, get this. I saw that uh, New York City has extended its $100 vaccine incentive to kids ages 5 to 11. Ooh. Meanwhile, the smart kids are like, yeah, make it 200 or we start doing our own research. It was reported that mothers in California are trying to pass on COVID vaccine antibodies to their children by making them smoothies with their breast milk. Oh, sure. But when I ask for that, I'm <laughs> escorted out of Jamba Juice. <laughs> Apple began dropping mask mandates at some of its U.S. stores. Some think it's because of the declining cases, but others say it's just because Apple's about to release the iMask Pro. (laughs) But Apple says safety is still their top priority. Then they went back to letting hundreds of strangers rub the same iPad. A high school principal has apologized for unsportsmanlike conduct of the school's football team after they beat another team 106 to zero. Apology accepted, said the Jets. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.